Real news. True, honest, and not fake news. So, we're going to jump right into the show because we have a lot of kind of things to talk about, really. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of local stuff that's been happening a little later in the show, but we're going to start off first with some national news. Big story of the week and of the past few days has been the Syria strike. I'm going to give you the facts uh, that we know of as today, and then we will discuss it, because this is definitely a area that is, you know, not everybody's agreeing with it on, on the left, right, and anywhere in between. So it's definitely going to be interesting for debate. So basically what happened, if you were sleeping on a rock and didn't know, uh, last night the United States, Britain, and France launched 105 Tomahawk missiles that targeted three uh, facilities. One, a research facility, two, a chemical weapons facility, and three, another chemical weapons facility. All three of those targets were destroyed. Nobody was killed. No civilians were killed. Only three people were hurt. Uh, Trump is already, you know, he gave a speech about this. He was talking about, you know, this is going to be a one-shot deal that we're not going to do this again. We're not going to go to war. We're not going to do regime change. He reassured that we're going to pull out troops out of Syria. He said that right in his speech that we're, we're continuing our efforts to pull troops out. Uh, and then, of course, today, something not many people were watching, but Scott Adams was doing a periscope on this, was the Syrian ambassador was being grilled at the UN about this. And not once during that uh, hearing in the UN did he ever deny that the Syrian government had chemical weapons or used chemical weapons. He never denied it. All he did was kind of, you know, shift, things to sort of other details that never really re, you know um rebuke the claim so uh that happened meanwhile mattis said yesterday that he believes the assad government did use chemical weapons and that is keep in mind that uh mattis is definitely more trump leaning much more moderate much more you know it's not going to these wars this guy's had a lot of experience he's seen the intel Meanwhile, you have Bolton, who's a national, new national security advisor, who's definitely more of a war hawk, definitely more uh, pushing the bomb or stuff. And apparently Mattis told him, you know, hey, we're not going to do this stuff. We're going to keep it a limited strike so we don't start a war. Uh, I'm going to get my two cents on this and I'll let Alex go. But the way I look at this is principally, I do not like what Trump did. It does go against my principle of non-intervention, but... The tricky thing, I think, I do understand why Trump did this, because Trump last year, if, again, you were living under a rock and didn't know, he did a similar strike. It was on a bunch of airships that supposedly carried out a chemical attack in Syria, and he drew a red line to sand. Unlike Obama, who drew a red line and didn't follow through, Trump drew a red line and said, you know what, if you do this again, uh, you know, this is what's going to happen. At the time that happened, I thought that was a great move. I still 100% uh approve of his decision to strike Syria then because it proved beneficial for North Korea negotiations. It, you know, showed that America was not going to screw around. And as you can see, North Korea has been going pretty good. So that's why I think Trump did this time, is that he was afraid if he backed off, he'd look weak and North Korea might take advantage of that with the coming talks. They're supposed to be happening this month with Kim Jong-un. So that'll be coming up soon. So we'll have to look at that. But it's a very tricky thing. I, to me, it's not the end of the world. World War III hasn't started. There's been no, no war in Syria has started with the U.S. 
no, this is no big deal. Nobody should worry. I think people have been overreacting. Like I saw a clip of Alex Jones like screaming and saying F Trump, which I thought I'd never hear him say. Uh, I think people are overreacting just like last time, but that's just my opinion. What do you have to say, Alex? All right. Well, all right. Well, I'm getting a lot of feedback on here. Can you adjust that? What was that? I'm getting a lot of feedback on here. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. I don't know how I'm, I don't know how I can fix that. Oh dang! Well then, I'll try to um, say I'll try to discuss this. All right. So my one of my major issues that I have with this is that uh, hold on, this is god awful. <laughs> can you hear me a little better? Huh? Can you hear me better now? I can hear you better, but when I'm talking, it's like screaming and like robot stuff is coming back into my phone. Oh my god, that's weird. Yeah, um, like I every time to you go and not pay attention to what I'm saying, like I have to go and like. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't fix that. But every time you do call, and there's like all kinds of noises we hear. Well, and then one of these days, just figure out how to go do a VOIP thing. But uh, okay, so the the crux of the matter here with this issue is that Trump. Yeah, I don't think he he really wanted to do this. I think he, you know, the only reason I think he did this was because if he didn't do it, you'd see all the war hawks go after him. You see all the people. Oh, he's he's in bed with Russia, and I think this was a virtue signal. Really? Like, yeah, I honestly don't think that he really wanted to do it, but he felt because of the Russia investigation. I mean, you can go see like right before this, the list of events that's been going on. Like, his private lawyer has been like raided by the FBI. Mm-hmm. I think this was a, a tactical measure by the Warhawks to say, "Hey, if you don't do this, we're going to close it on you." And you know. There is an attorney-client privilege that exists between a yep. lawyer. You can't just do that, but you know they show they are above the law, and they and they want to go and tell Trump if you don't listen to us, you don't listen to you know, the Israeli interests, if you don't <laughs> listen to the arms market, and, and you know like we have the right and the left both have you know like the the dark sides both the right and the left because the left wants this war to happen because then more refugees mm-hmm. will come out. Like, you know, they'll be going into, uh, you know, the West because of the displacement of saucers, chaos in Syria. And then you see on the right, you know, you have these arms industries who, like, you know, those missiles are not cheap. Those hundred missiles, they're probably, probably like, you know, maybe a million dollars a missile, maybe like, you know, it's a lot of money. You know, every time you go and pay yeah. tax, the third time you go, you know, pump the gas. Well, they said that I think the missiles were like a million dollars a piece, but they were already bought and paid for, and they were already like sitting around. Well, yeah, but you you know what's going to happen. Oh, hey, we're out of missiles now. We need to go and buy some new ones. Up yeah, here, taxpayer. That's you true. Yeah, you saw an omnibus. How much money you in the military because of things like this? And you know, like how the heck are they so expensive? Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think. Well, because I think well, cause it's I, a I monopoly. There's a monopoly. There's no competition. Well, they technically do usually have some sort of competition, but the thing is, like, they have these uh, no-bid contracts, and they have all these other sort of, you know, screwed-up things. Mm-hmm. And they're allowed to get away with that. So I think he was pressured to do this by the deep state. I think the actual chemical gas attack, I've not seen any independent verification. I, I was listening to, uh, I think Sargon did a video on this. I was watching that previously. I know Sargon's a little bit 
you know, Pete, he's been a bit of a controversial figure lately. <laughs> I still love but, him. Um, huh? I said, I still love him. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, I think this was a very factual video, though. He, he listed sources, and that's why I, I think he did a good job, good journalism. And when I was watching that video... Well, here's the I thing say, about, like, who uses the chemical weapons or not. I think at the after what the Syrian ambassador said, it's undeniable that Assad has chemical weapons. Not saying he used them in this particular case, but it is now beyond a doubt undeniable that Assad has chemical weapons. Because well, why didn't the Syrian ambassador deny it? He was one of the worst liars I've ever seen in my life. I was watching it, and this guy couldn't lie to save his butt. It was so bad. I was like, dude, like this is not how you... <sighs> I don't like, you know, I don't think not saying saying you don't have something like he, he didn't have like there is no requirement. If you're in a court case, he said, yeah, but the first thing you do, yeah. the first thing you do when somebody makes a claim about you is you deny it. That's the first thing you do. Like if somebody says, um, you know, hey, uh, Sam, did you steal my pencil? You, you don't go. Well, why was that pencil there? You go. No, I didn't steal a pencil. I would never do that. I did not steal your pencil. I don't have it. You deny it. Well, the better question is, you know, I think they ought to have, you know, it's in their best interest. We have chemical weapons. We have enough chemical weapons in our country to go and destroy the world over. And we've used, maybe not chemical weapons, but nuclear. we've used nuclear weapons before. Yeah. Israel has nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah. They've said multiple times what they do with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, it makes sense for them to have chemical weapons, and I don't think that they use them because why would they? They're winning a war. Like, use some red team analysis. I don't know. I really don't know because at the same time, I trust Trump's judgment, I trust General Mattis, and I trust all three of those guys are against the deep state. You know, they're populist for the people. They're not one of these, they're not these neocons. And they all, you know, say how you will, but they all kind of said, yeah, Assad did this. Um, Gorka said last night that he has seen the intelligence, because he used to be in the White House. He said he's seen the intelligence that proves Assad did it. Uh, I don't, again, I don't know, because it's all really weird. It's all really weird that Assad would do it now. I don't know. We're assuming he's rational. That's the first big assumption we're making is that Assad's a rational figure, which I don't know. But at the same time, we do know he has chemical weapons. Like, that's undeniable at this point, because we, we got just bombed them, you know? Well, we don't know what that was. Well, we know we they were chemical weapons. Been, yeah. Where was the independent verification? Like I it's the Assad government. That's how saying the no, ambassador. Like, the ambassador wouldn't deny it. Well, that doesn't mean that he did it. They need to be. Why would he not deny it? It doesn't. If there's anything that makes the less sense out of this, it's that. If, if Assad did not have chemical weapons, why would he his ambassador sit there and not you know uh, deny the claim that he did? That makes no sense. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter if they have chemical weapons to me. I don't see how that matters. Did he actually, I mean, I don't even care if he used them, to be honest. I don't think he would, but I don't think that's, you know, when you have terrorists over here who capture, you know, people from your government, they put them in cages and they burn and they light them on fire. Good. Which they have evidence of that. You know, there's videos of them doing that, these uh, terrorists over here. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, there's a certain time, and a place for everything. Wait, were you saying that was yeah, us yeah. torturing terrorists? 
I'm sorry. I'm, oh. It was that it was the terrorists who the United States government has been. Um, oh, you know, okay, not good. Whether, I said good to that. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, the terrorists are the ones who are opposing the Assad government. You yeah, know, you have, like the most of the, the Syrian free freedom fighters or whatever ISIS. The ones well, they have, like some of the time like aligned to the Islamic State. They have some aligned to the Muslim Brotherhood, and they're all over there. Yeah, I, it's very. It's very complicated because the rebels and all these other little groups are just a mix of everything. There's no organization or, like, common cause. Well, I think the more that we, like, try to destabilize the region over there, the more likely these other groups who have used chemical weapons in the past who are not free to go and use chemical weapons. We've seen it before. They've admitted to it. Yeah, here's the earth. I've I've done this. Here's Here's an alternate perspective here. By this may be some like you know fifth dimensional thinking here and like two steps ahead that may not be the case, but like by getting because I think when Assad got rid of his chemical weapons last time, or suppose we got rid of them all, obviously he didn't now. Uh, that ISIS or some other or the rebels stole like the chemical weapons. I think that was something that was we were actually looking at that I think a few days ago. So by destroying these chemical weapons. Not only did we take it out of the hands of Assad, but we also took it out of the hands of ISIS. Because people are all saying, oh, uh, Assad's, you know, fighting ISIS. He's not fighting ISIS, though, with chemical weapons. So by taking these out, we really, it's just theater. We're not really doing anything here that hurts Assad, necessarily. Because I don't, I don't see him using them against ISIS. Oh, well, what are these, well, what, what actually were those factories? I mean, we don't know. Chemical weapons facilities. We they held we chemical weapons. Assume. We can assume that's what they are. Well, we don't have the that's intelligence. What... That's the problem. We don't, we're, this is the, what's always tricky as the public trying to interpret these things is that the president always has way more information than we do. He always has way more knowledge. Yes, our intelligence has been off, but like I said, the Syrian ambassador never denied that they had chemical weapons. So I, I th- it's undeniable that they had them. Well, that's, that's not true. I, I don't see evidence. You know, that's, that's not evidence for one hand. You know, the, uh, the report, that was given to George Bush before he declared war on Iraq. You know, that was that was intelligence. And, you know, I've actually yeah. had that when I was in SRA class. It yeah. was full of lies. I agree. And, that, and that's why the Syrian ambassador just trumps everything. Because he, you know, because our intelligence can be shady and can be off. I agree. But when you have the own ambassador of Syria not denying that they had chemical weapons, that's when you... That that's the clearest sign of somebody that's hiding somebody something and that's a liar. Like he's the I worst to, liar in that. the world. I have to watch that after this transmission. <laughs> it's transmission. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It could have been worse, I suppose. I'm, I'm yeah. very displeased with with this uh, turn of events. I think we need to stop like causing chaos in the Middle East. It's doing nothing productive in society. Even even the people, like even people who aren't even fond of Assad, they want to stop because they see the people around them and they know, you know, the more bloodshed goes on, it's going to be worse. To me, well, there was no bloodshed this, which is what's great. Nobody was killed. Only three people were hurt. To me, this was, you know, again, disagree with the strike or whatever, but it was very successful in its mission of destroying the chemical weapons. Nobody getting killed. To me, this is because I saw Mike Cernovich, who doesn't know what he's talking about, tweet out last night, "Oh, Trump is murdering people in Syria. Nobody died." <laughs> you know, it's like again, people were overreacting so quickly, and that to me, people need to calm down, 
Look at this clearly because we already went through this last year. This has already happened before where everybody overreacts and they go, oh, World War III is going to happen and then nothing happens. And that's what's going to happen now. Everybody's going to, you know, whine and complain and like lose, you know, have a temper tantrum and nothing's going to change. I, yeah, I'm just saying for productive society, we need to keep it calm. By the time that World War Three happens, you know, there's nothing we can really do. We'll all be dead. But when you, like, <laughs> it's you not going to happen, though. Stick, when you see some of the stick going up to a hornet's nest and, you know, <laughs> you know diddling around with it, <laughs> diddling around. You know, it's going to piss off some hornet. <laughs> yeah, but, but we did this. Dude, this is, uh, Syria is used to this. This is, like, normal. This that's is, not good. You know, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, but you it know, doesn't, it it doesn't trigger anything. You know, what would we do if we had people, like, launching missiles? Yeah, but it's not comparable. It's not comparable. We're a totally different country. That never happens. So, Syria, this is, like, yeah, he's a brutal dictator. This is normal. Oh, you know, the United States, we've done some pretty terrible things in the past. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying that. No, I'm saying like the environment. Like us bombing him is not going to rattle his bones, and he's going to launch a war against us. It's it's not going to happen. What? Uh, this China, they're all starting to get. What, what's their in, what's Russia's interest in starting a war with us? Their economy's crap. None of their people were killed in any of these attacks. None of them were even hurt. So, and we told them to get out. Like last time, we said, "Hey, Russia, we're coming in. Get out." And look, look, Russia's if Russia got in a war with us, they would cripple their country so bad. He could, like they're already crippled economically. They well, if they got into an actual war with us, I think we'd all be screwed because you know when you have two nuclear powers going to war. It tends to end. Yeah, they'd a, be. Yeah, I. Fashion. Yeah, I know. But nuclear weapons would be a last resort, and if so, I think then, we'd squash them. But there's not going to be a war. People are overreacting. I I don't know. I mean, it's, this is not. This is not. You know, America first. But and then like you know, they say it was chemical facility. You know what else? You know who else said that? In the '90s, when uh, Bill Clinton in Syria, of all places, too. Oh, you know, Syria's <laughs> got chemical weapons. We're gonna go bomb one of their. Yeah. Like new chemical weapons facilities, he launched a Tomahawk cruise missile and hit like an Advil plant. Yeah, but we didn't do that. Yeah, we yeah that was Bill Clinton. He I know. Well, I'm saying tr I'm saying I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said we. I meant Trump didn't do that. Trump hit precision airstrikes where there were chemical weapons. Nobody was killed. Everything is fine. Nothing's gonna change. If anything, what I think Trump's gonna use this for as a way to pull the troops out. Because the deep state and all of them are pushing to keep troops there. But Trump wants to pull them out. That's what people are forgetting this whole thing. Trump doesn't want war. Why would Trump do something that would create a war? Why? He would lose all his support. He would never win re-election. He's not going to start yeah, a war. Look at George Bush. Look at George Bush. Yeah, but George Bush is a neocon. He, he had so much support after that. Not yeah, like really. Some, yeah, dude. Like, look at In the, 08, look at the, the hatred against him was immense. Yeah, after like I was after a second election. Like, yeah, but that was after that. Afghanistan, after Iraq, and we found out that there was no evidence to support this. Yeah, and that People, was years later, and then you, we still have the Patriot Act. We still have all these restrictions. I think we don't. I think Obama created like a different version with like a new acronym. And that's still bad. Like it's still the same thing. Snowden came out here. They have the feist reports. They have all these little things. They're monitoring literally everything you do. Like, you know, we're talking on here. I mean, obviously, it's the public, but, you know, everything, like every time you text someone, there is hard embedded in the firmware. Yeah. They have stuff to go and intercept it. But Trump isn't like George Bush. We need to remember that Trump is a businessman. He's not a politician. He's not a neocon. He's not part of the deep state. He's not in bed with their interests. They fought so hard for him to get into office. 
You, you think he's going to be buddy-buddy with them now? No way. He's not George Bush. He doesn't want in boots-on-the-ground invasion. He doesn't want a war. He doesn't want World War III. Trump just wants America to prosper. He's for real. And, you know, maybe he flexes his principles a bit. Maybe he has to flex some promises a bit. But in the end, he's still going to build the wall. He's still going to bring the economy back, which he's doing, and he's going to keep us out of the Middle East. You're going to see little things like this? Probably. And that's what we're seeing. But this isn't boots on the ground invasion George Bush style. That's all I got to say. Yeah, we'll see. That, you know, the only time will tell. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be fine, people. Just, 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 just think rationally. Just, just listen to Scott Adams. Scott Adams has had the best prediction so far. Um, we have a few minutes left here before break. So is there anything extremely quick you want to mention? Um, are we talking about the, uh, the outing club? Yeah, we're going to talk about, how about we talk about that right now? I'll mention it and then we'll go to break. So the outing club, uh, is a club here at Penn state, uh, that just goes on, you know, outdoor adventure stuff like hiking and canoeing and kayaking, fun stuff, you know, fun family friendly builds camaraderie and manlyhood and womenlyhood maybe i don't know but they always do like these trips every semester where they go somewhere well guess what next semester they can't because the university has quote determined that the types of activities in which the psoc engages are above the university's threshold of acceptable risk for recognized student organizations well isn't there a bit of irony here like last I checked, most people, you know, there were more people dying uh, by falling over in frat houses than there were people canoeing down a river. Okay? This is like beyond hypocritical, beyond ironic, absolutely stupid and ridiculous that the university won't let some men and women go out and enjoy the, the nature that this planet Earth has, that we can enjoy this beautiful Earth and this natural, you know, um, you know, adventuring, you know, with no phones, none of that BS, just actually being with people. That's apparently too risky. That's too risky to go canoeing down river. But we can have frats where kids fall down staircases and die. That's perfectly fine. Well, see, the problem, the problem with this, what the university is doing is they want to be the parents. It's like, oh, you know, this is too risky. Okay, if it's too risky, have them sign a waiver. Yep, and that's what they always do. These schools, they always sign, you sign away saying, you know, hey, if something happens, you know, school's not responsible. And we're this we're adults. Been here for ninety five years. Yeah, and this has only become a problem now. Just yeah. uh, just around the same time that you know you see all these feminized soy boys and you know <laughs> people over here who have literally no testosterone. They don't. They yeah. You know, they go and like ride their bike maybe, but that's about it. That's the most physical exercise they get. People who don't know like what the heck grass looks like. <laughs> we we have these like urbanized people and they're just on their cell phones. They're going to promote that because if you go outdoors, maybe that's promoting you know conservatism. Yes, it's, not, it's, not, like, it's a form of white supremacy patriarchy. Yeah, like what if they're you know it's it's a fat like fat pride sort of thing because you know if you're like obese, you're gonna have a hard time kayaking. Yeah, so that's actually part of the body body positivity movement. It's okay to lay around and be fat in your house. Don't go outside. I mean, it's just insane because it's just like, why in that? Like, why is this happening? Like, did somebody die last year from it? No. It's like, what are they doing? It's so oh, ridiculous. This is a effort by the university to destroy every little bit of tradition that's left at Penn State. Yeah. This is a coordinated effort. This has been done 
Yeah, you know, like every like everything has to be like you know, all genders can do this, and everyone's mm-hmm. welcome, and all this and that. And if you want to do anything that requires any effort, you know, we need to give you a participation trophy. And this is the sort of society that it does this, where they consider you know going outdoors more risky than you know, sitting inside playing video games. And you know, the funny thing is, like heart disease, diabetes, all the complications, Diabetes. those are one of the leading causes of death in the United States. I don't see canoeing. I don't see hiking. <laughs> Nowhere on that list. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, they're actually not promoting people to be healthy. They're saying they're condemning you for trying to be healthy. This is anti-freedom when you think about it. You know, it's just like it's. It's it's again it's another like I said, it's a PC thing that this university just gets so silly over. We're gonna talk about another story about that after the break, but it's just I, I it's just I, I can't you know emphasize how ridiculous this is. You know, it's like we're adults, we can be responsible for ourselves. Stop babying us, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Penn State. Like just let us grow a pair and let us have fun. Well the thing is too, you know, we have those rental bikes now. Yes. Deaths are one of the leading causes like, <laughs> of, of accidents, like of deaths in the United States. Yeah. Ban all why assault do you allow bikes. That? Yeah. That's why? Why thing. do we allow that? It's dangerous. Uh, I just think that they're so, you know, they, they want to go and be your parents, they want to go and coddle the students over here because, mm-hmm. you know, you might be 18 or 21, but you're not really an adult yet, guys. It's, you know, yeah. it might be dangerous. <laughs> we need common sense bike control. Oh, shoot. And then Penn State, we have that, uh, what's the, that, that hotel on campus, and they have alcohol over there. I was going to say, yeah. Penn, drunk. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, alcohol apparently is okay. Like, they're not cracking down on that, really. I mean, they kind of are with the anti-hazing stuff and showing down some of these frats, but they really know that, like, yeah, drinking's a thing and it's kind of cool, even though it's not degenerate in my view, but, you know. <laughs> oh, like, Penn State's become so risk-averse. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't even live anymore. Yeah, I mean, Maybe everything has risk have in have an life. oxygen tank with you just because, like, breathing the air could be risky. <laughs> yes. And they charge you, like, $25 for a day of oxygen. They should sell... I see Penn State doing that. <laughs> they should sell InfoWars uh, air filters. <laughs> InfoWars sponsored oxygen tanks. Uh, that'd be funny. We are going to talk about two more local things and we'll probably get into other stuff because we love to go off topic and that's always fun. Uh, first thing I want to talk about related to all this PC stuff hyping on campus. This really triggered me. Penn State uh, is like, you know, we're like high schools. We have homecoming. And they decided the homecoming court and the uh, other groups that make these decisions. <laughs> They decide to eliminate the titles of homecoming king and queen for gender inclusivity. Instead, what will it be called? They will uh, crown two people as the Guide State Forward Award. What does that even mean? Like, I first heard that and I was like, what is that? Guide State Forward Award. That's not even English. Like, what does that mean? What, what What is this? It's supposed to be the, you know, king and queen. It's the man and the woman. Oh, how dare we honor a guy and a girl? I mean, what what is this crap? And, you know, with the king and queen, it's surprised that they found that offensive because you could always be a drag queen. <laughs> 
Yo, we could like make the left eat each other, eat itself apart because we all say the drag queen is enforcing the patriarchy. Uh, and so we're going to have to get rid of it. But yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And to top it off, you know, put icing on the cake. They even are eliminating the male to female ratio count for representation of the homecoming court. So it used to be like five guys, five girls. Now it's going to be anything. You know what's going to happen because of that? There's going to be less girls because there's more guys proportionally on campus and you have more guys in there. They're only doing this to appease like two or three people that live on the entire bloody campus of trannies that are confused about their gender oh, geez, and are mentally there, ill. Unfortunately, there's, too many, there's, uh, there's, there's a few too many of those on campus who don't know what gender they are. Oh, God, I forget sometimes. There's more than just two or three. There's probably like 20 of them. Jesus. But that's still like a like, 5,000 people. It's tiny. Yeah, it's still like less than 1%. They're doing all this to piece that. This is just a bunch of PC nonsense. It's, it's just silliness. Like, I don't get the point. Yeah, I'm going to laugh when they end up getting like, you know, five guys in there. And the girls get all upset. And they're like, oh, you know, it's, it's racist. It's sexist. And they're just going to get rid of the whole thing. Yeah. You know, you know, even better... Like, why don't they just give everyone a participation trophy who goes to homecoming? Yeah, everybody's the uh, Guide State Forward Award winner. That's who everybody's going to be, the Guide State Forward Award winner. Right? Cause everybody because everybody deserves what, it. What if someone's, like, really unpopular or ugly or autistic or something? <laughs> you know, they just don't have very many friends, and then they want to get, you know, they want to get an award, and why can't they? Are you That's talking about everybody. me? Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's just so annoying. Like, I, I'm really depressed because it's another thing, another, you know, just, again, take tearing down tradition. Even, it's it's not like the tradition's bad. It's not like it's like, oh, Penn State has an honorary, like, slave every year. Or Penn State, like, <laughs> shoots somebody every year, somebody up. You know, it's just the king and queen of the homecoming. Like, what's yeah, the... Shoot. Are, are we going to make the showers gender neutral? <laughs> I think Jerry would have liked that. <laughs> oh I, my I, God. You know, going the way they're doing, you know, well, my, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Like, you know, what if, you know, man and woman want to go in the same shower? What if I identify as a woman? Can I go in the girl's shower? You should be allowed to. It's progressive. You know, it's the current I'm year. I'm allowed to go and uh, wash my feminine penis in the, um, <laughs> in the ladies, in ladies' bathroom, you know? It's so funny not, because not, my. Actually. My dad actually said the exact same thing to me because I sent this to him through email. He said, "Where are they gonna have next gender-neutral um, showers?" I was like, "Dad, don't say that around here. Don't give him that idea." I mean, oh, they will. Uh, yeah, they will, and they'll probably call it like something stupid too. They already had yeah, gender. And then we have another, you know, Sandusky scandal <laughs> over here. Exactly. After someone's caught, like you know, doing things in the shower. <laughs> And, you know, there's already problems at Penn State people, you know, waxing the weasel into the shower drains. Oh, dude, there was something so funny. There was a thing that uh, our friend, uh, one of our friends that we know, uh, sent. Uh, he lives in one of the off-campus apartments. He sent, he posted a letter in a group me uh, of the actually the apartment sending an email complaining to everybody that the the drains were being clogged from semen. And they told everybody to stop masturbating and to do it in your room and throw it out. Like they literally said that in the letter. I'm surprised. I, I want, is that where I'm at? Like on campus? Like, this is off campus. I don't know about on campus. It could be. Well, like, what if you know you're just in the shower with a group of guys and you know you just 
like to go and have little parties in there. And, you know, sometimes parties. they get a little excited at these parties and they want to go and, you know, play the didgeridoo. The didgeridoo. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, just, dude, like, they're going to, because they already did the gender, uh, all, sorry, all gender uh, bathrooms here. Like, there's one at the library, there's like a few, one in the hub. They're going to be, it's already like the start. Like, they're going to push for more and more because for them, it's not enough. It's never enough for these SJWs. You know, say about the identitarians and the extremists on both sides, it's never enough. It's just got to be more and more and more and more. You know, and you're. And Penn State likes this, right? Because the more that people want to do these things, the more that Penn State can increase the tuition. Yeah, they can increase their tuition. They can call themselves inclusive and say, "Look how progressive we are." They think it improves their image, which I find kind of disturbing. Because, like, if people actually like these things, it's terrifying. But, uh, I mean, it does does nothing for the image. I mean, people like just go to college, just like, oh. You know, I, lo- I want to go to this college because there's transgender bathrooms. You know, maybe there's like one person who does that. Maybe like one. Like no one gives a crap. Yeah, no one cares. They care about tuition. They care about the value of the education. They don't give a crap well, about, you know, the gender inclusivity. Well, I w- here's the thing, though. They're not trying to appeal to trannies with this sort of thing. They're trying to appeal to leftists because the leftists love these things. You know, it's like, why do ads have, like, black people and Asian people and white people and, like, all the minorities and all, every race? White like, people? No, I'm not saying white people are minority. I'm saying, like, you know, with white people, they have all these other minorities, like, in an ad. It's not to, it's for, you know, it is to appeal, like, to black people, to Asian people, because that sort of connects with them because they see their own identity. But it's more or less going to appeal to the left of America, the liberal side. It's like, oh, look how diverse it is. Oh, this company's so progressive, you know? <laughs> What was that? You started cutting out there. Yeah, they're the type that go to college and they'll spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in like some BS degree. Yeah. And they'll have their kids go there and then they'll go and complain. Oh, you know, this is this is terrible. We have to go pay for college with our own money. <laughs> college, it's, it's a human right. Education is a human right. You should all get it for free. Well, that's, that's one of the issues. You know, people, the colleges have no reason to go and you know, cut back on expenses when you have things like this. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what reason do they have? Yeah, they have no incentive. That's the biggest problem. It's like they're like the government. They have no incentive to cut costs. I mean, the government actually has more of an incentive because people actually freaking vote for the government. But, like, for university, they have no incentive. And if you, like, are they are they kind of have some incentives now. But, like, if you give college for free, if you just throw money at Penn State, you know, guaranteed, there's no incentive at all to cut costs because they're still getting the money. It'll it's, be like the military, but worse. Yeah. At least the military, you have to have like a war or conflict. Yeah, at Everyone's least the military going. does things. And hopefully yeah. they'll be building a wall soon. Uh, yeah, hopefully. So that would be, be nice. But, yeah. Uh, yeah so. Well, that's the problem with public schools, too. Like, just in general. Public schools, like, it, it, it's like a sort of, it's terrible because they can keep taking more money. And then you see Baltimore, you know, and these schools that could be impacted on them. And then you go look at the property taxes in the area. So I used to live in Baltimore, part of Mount Baltimore, in Maryland. I know the property taxes sky high, the per people spending. It's like, I think, one of the second or third highest in the country, and then they can't afford heat. You know, there's something going wrong there. Yeah. Like, they had someone from Penn State, like, complain about this. Well, you know, like, this is the problem with public schools, and this is the problem with the Democrats. They're the ones who keep voting to increase the cost, and then you see these people up there, you know, they're taking their little 
little money and then they end up you know spending money on things that they shouldn't and then their their facilities are still horrible like the toilet paper in you know high school is terrible yes preach not like use the bathroom it's literally like sandpaper it's thin sandpaper it's just it burns your butt it literally like like scratches into it and like makes it bleed it's so bad but oh yeah and the, and the thing is they're probably paying top dollar for that uh, yeah but you know it, it's just so much grass that goes on and the, the people the teachers in like call in like high school and you know especially in like you know elementary school middle school high school like mm-hmm. you know most like most of them are just write a couple books but you know that was not the norm like, especially math teachers. Like, I mean, I think I've maybe one or two math teachers in my entire, like, kindergarten through eighth grade. They were both in high school. Well, yeah, it was both in high school. Yeah, and I understand that math's an inherently hard thing to teach, but it's like these teachers are really bad. I've had so many bad, like, math. I mean, I'm autistic when it comes to math, you know, in the sense not of. Like, a good type, like Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, you know high functioning here with math i'm very low functioning i had to always teach myself how to do everything teachers rarely help i had like one or two decent teachers explain things well but like like the the textbooks suck the the way they explain things suck the way the teachers explain it sucks it's like you know it's kind of it's kind of relevant because i was watching it uh the other day like there's this new trailer that came out for the incredibles 2 and uh, if you haven't seen it's about like a superhero family that was the first one and this one in the trailer like there's a scene where the dad's with the son and the son holds up a textbook and it says new math on it and you know the dad's trying to do the math for his son but then son's like dad but they want you to do it this way and he goes he's like what that's not how you do math he's like why did they change math math is math I'm like, yes. Like, whoever wrote this knows exact has a child who knows exactly what this common core crap and all this, like, you know, new math stuff is like his total BS. Because it's like, it is. Why would they change math? You know? It's just well, math. See, I haven't actually read the math books. I know I've seen some, like, other books and they've had, like, political things in there. Oh, God. But, but you know, like, my problem with that is, like, math teachers, they got that one the easiest job. You know, they just have the textbook. Here, do the textbook, and I'll talk to you, like, maybe once in a while. But mostly, it's just making sure that you're doing your work. It's not even so much being a teacher. It's just, like, making sure, like, especially early on, like, later on, maybe. But, like, at least my math students were like, okay, do the problems, and here are the answers, and here's the text. You know, it's, it's almost like being a babysitter. Hmm. That's why, you know, I can't, you know, public schools, they're terrible. You know, even private schools, they have something from, but at least they don't, you know, like, steal my money from me to pay for it. Uh, that's why the only thing I could really recommend would be homeschooling. It's just so bad now. See, I'm, I understand why people homeschool, but homeschooling is unsustainable for most families because most middle-class families and working-class families have both parents working. They can't afford to homeschool, and they don't have the time. So you need, like, to send your kids to school. But, you know, private schools are very expensive. So what you have to do is public schools. But, you know, you have these liberals that say, oh, People are doing bad in public schools because they don't have any funding. BS. Public school, like school education is, I think it's either the top or one of the most, um, uh, you know, one of the uh, top, 
you know, uh, most funded things in America, they all go, oh, but the military is the, uh, the mo- biggest budget. No, because that's when you're looking at the federal level. At the federal level, yes, we're spending most on military, on, on defense spending. Education's way down there. But that's because they get so much spending from the states and the local governments. We need to stop throwing so much money at these schools. Oh, boo-hoo, you're going to cry when, like, you know, oh, Jimmy and Johnny have to go on the same bus now. Like, okay, grow up. We need to save some money. I'm not saying we cut, like, the band or any of these, like, culturally, like... Oh, the, the buses, they're not even that expensive. Like, my, my, my grandfather is a bus driver. That's not what they're spending most of their money on. Well, yeah, they're spending most of their money on teachers. <laughs> oh, they, well, it's not just the teachers. They, you know, there's graft involved in the system. Some of these books, you know, they probably spend way too much on that. Yeah, that's true. Like, my school got all these new Mac laptops. Yeah, and you every school doesn't need to give every kid like an iPad. Yeah, like, I you, agree. You don't need iPads. No, you don't. You, you can really buy don't. like cheaper books too. You know what you know, they like, should be they, encouraging? Bring your own laptop to school. Oh, you, you, there's pro- I can see like in a public school thing, like in a private school, you can make that work. My problem too is well, they did that at my at my, my high school. They were starting to slowly do that because like they slowly did a thing where. Because they're like you said, they're giving kids all laptops, which I think is stupid and unnecessary. Either you bring your own, or you just do everything on pencil and paper. Because I can understand the elementary school, like they give kids all iPads, which I think is smart because it's cheaper no, and that's no, all they need. Kids, well, I'm not saying give it to them. I, I mean they use it, like they have carts, you know, and they use them when they do activities and stuff. They don't need iPads. <laughs> you know, we have too much. The people they, they don't even know how to go teach. People don't learn like terrible versus how you shouldn't be having kids with friggin' iPads. Yeah, they shouldn't be on the computer until they're like eight years old. Yeah, like, well, I you guess... look at the people from Silicon Valley. Yeah, like they have some of the best schools in the country, and guess what? You know, their daddy works at like Facebook, like Microsoft, and all these other places. And then guess what? They don't even touch computers until they're like fourteen, and they're some of the smartest okay. kids in the country. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I could probably. Yeah, I, I think the better way to look. I think. Yeah, I think we need to get away from like worrying about like the technology and the materials because that's already overdone. You know, we need to cut it. But the problem is teachers and getting qualified people in, you know, and the curriculum. It's all that stuff is wrong. Like, I mean, it's teachers are the first to complain and moan about, oh, I, I, you know, it's such a hard job. I don't get paid much. My mom works at school. She's not a teacher, but she works at school. So she's already at a lower level than most people in that school. But she gets benefits, uh, a nice pension. Uh, eventually, like she doesn't have it now, but you know, if, if she wanted to, um, she probably will get good retirement. She gets summers off. She only works like nine months out of the year, whatever it is. She has a lot of sick days that she could just use, but she doesn't because she actually works. Uh, she gets great health care. That's the one thing I'm very lucky for, and that's the only reason she has this job is for health care. A lot everywhere else is sucky health care, pretty much, but the school you get really good health care. That is like the, a godsend to have good health care today. And the other thing, of course, you know, of course, they're not getting paid that much. I get that. But you're getting all no, no, these other benefits. they're getting pretty good. Like, I look at them, it's just like, it's middle class. Well, getting I, like 50 dollars. No, I think it's more like 30 or 40 is what I've heard. No, I looked up that. Well, it depends yeah, in the state. It depends in the state and depends on the cost of living. And it depends if you're... Pennsylvania, the average... You know, average salary for a teacher is like sixty-six thousand dollars. Really? I find it hard to believe. Yeah. I don't think it's that. No, high. There's, there's stats on that. 
I can and, see you know, professors getting like paid. If you're an early childhood education teacher, you know, you're going to be getting paid less. If you're a high school teacher, you get paid more, but the average in Pennsylvania is like 60 some odd thousand dollars. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. I'm going to look into stuff more. Yeah, actually, I saw a, yeah, I was reading this the other day, and they had like, I think the lowest state, like the average is like 44,000. Even then, that's not bad. Especially, oh, yeah, that's not bad at all, especially with all the other benefits you get. Because you're only working nine months out of the year. You can go and, like, work a summer job, too, and increase your income. You can have, like, a, another business. You know, you could have, you know, you, you probably, I mean, you could, yeah, you could, you could live with family off that price. With so much money, you could, you could raise a family. Yeah. But. Yeah, most, you know, and, and all, almost all these teachers have a husband and a family, you know? Yeah, and then that's another thing, too. You have so many women who are teachers. You know, oh, why aren't like, people complaining about that? You know, there's a uh, gender gap that. Yeah, there's a gender gap. We're getting another phone call. Should I answer it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should. Sorry, I'm going to lose you probably, Alex, but we'll pick this up. Hello? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. Just listen to the show. Yeah, we have you on air now because I, I know who was calling, so I thought I'd just bump you on. Oh, cool. Are you our flat earther? Yeah. I did troll you guys a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I want to have a legit conversation. No swearing. Oh, sweet. Really? I know, I know you're running out of time. Yeah, we're running out of time. We have one more topic. So I'll let you speak for like five minutes. I'm going to have to put Alex back on. Hello? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's 66K teacher salary in PA. Yeah, you guys should look that up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just taking Alex's word for that. But I know teachers, at least maybe in like this sort of area, with this cost of living, are like thirty to forty thousand. It's, it, they, they get on, you know, they don't get paid a lot from what I know. But at the same time, they do get a lot in benefits and like healthcare and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I, I know teachers. They're making like under forty k right out of school from Penn State full time, and the benefits are good. Yeah. Yeah, are you a teacher? No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, I'm always curious because, like, um, you know, all kinds of teachers always say, like, oh, I'm underpaid, and then I find out their salary and all the other stuff they get. <laughs> so, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to say? I'm glad you came on again. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say, in my views are pretty liberal, and a lot of stuff you guys say makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. As long you know, I, love... I like lis- I like listening to your show, and I like hearing from other points of view. Oh, that's ex- that's exactly what I love to hear. You know, I I yeah. I mean, I'm not liberal, but I'm a very moderate. You know, I don't want to say I'm a centrist, but like I'm a you know hardcore Trump supporting, like right wing moderate. Like I'm not I'm not crazy on either end, but I always try to talk to people that are that disagree with me because I. I can learn something and my mind can be changed because I've had my mind changed before. Like, for instance, I used to be against gay marriage, but I'm totally for it now, you know? So... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's always great to have people to talk with that disagree with you because if yeah, you I mean, don't, it's that's just... kind of the thing that makes me the most mad when I listen to your show. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you throw out, you throw around labels so easily on people who disagree with you. Uh-huh. Well, see, here's the problem. I tried to invite liberals on this show, but they never come on. I literally gave my phone number to one of the main people in the Socialist Club here. 
And I said, hey, you know, would you like to come on the show? He said, yeah. And I said, you know, we do every Saturdays at 7. I said, will you come on next week? And he kind of really didn't answer me, but he's not here right now. But, (laughs) you know, I'm trying to find people, but it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, a good debate's always nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the the stuff you guys were saying about what Penn State's doing, defunding the outing club and the homecoming – persons or whatever like i'm totally with you guys on that oh cool yeah i see i think there's stuff like that that's just like i think both sides can agree on like the homecoming thing i think is silly like why do you have to get rid of king and queen yeah that's just it's kind of mind-blowing have you guys heard of jordan peterson i'm sure you have yes i've heard jordan peterson yeah i'm a big fan of his and i'm Uh pretty far left that's interesting because like jordan peterson identifies as a british liberal i think a British liberal, you said? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like, he's like a, it's not, it's like almost like a classical liberal, I guess you could say, in the sense that he believes in, you know, free speech and not in the stuff like SJWs believe in, but, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that kind of. But yeah, I like listening to him. I'm not the biggest fan because, you know, it's just like, I don't know, I like him, but he just, I don't know, he doesn't really do much for me, but I, I do like to listen to him. I think he's a, you know, he helps make constructive conversations, which is good. Absolutely. Yeah. And hey, I might call back in the future. Uh, I'll let you guys finish up your show. Awesome. Yeah, I love to have you on. Sorry for trolling you a couple weeks ago, but I hope it got some laughs. (laughs) Oh, trust me. We were laughing pretty hard. (laughs) Okay, love talking to you, man. I'll see you around. Cool, yeah. Have a great night, guys. Bye. See ya. Okay, Mr. Alex, I'm going to have you call back in. Because I can't figure out how to do two lines on here. It's kind of silly, but... Uh, we'll talk about our last topic, but yeah, that guy, yeah, apparently he was a troll about the flat earth. I, at moments, I couldn't tell, which is kind of funny, but it was a good troll, dead. Uh, but uh, yeah, so thank you, sir, for calling in. I know we just had a good conversation there, but again, if you disagree with us, that's great. Call in. We'd love to have conversations. Uh, Mr. Alex. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, did you, did you hear that? No, I wasn't able to hear that. Oh yeah, the guy called in. He was he was he said he was trolling us a few weeks ago about the flat earth. Uh I and he, yeah, I yeah, I couldn't tell. <laughs> it was kinda That's good. <laughs> but he um he just said, you know, I'm a pretty liberal guy, but I like listening to your show. So I think that's great. You know? We have people yeah, from all sides that are listening to us. You know, we're pretty right wing. I mean, I'm not too radical in anything. I'm just radically pro Trump, but that's about it. And I, I try to, I always give the facts of the story and then discuss and have some fun. And I think people can appreciate that no matter oh, what side did, you're on. Did he have anything to say about the teachers? Uh, yeah, he said he disagreed with your numbers, your 66K. He said, yeah, that's inaccurate. Okay, I'm going to go. Do some of the research. Well, we. I'm s- right, yeah. we can't do They're that right we can't I'm sorry we can't do that right now because we have to cover our last topic because that that was probably the biggest thing that happened this week and we have like a few uh, minutes and I need to get in um okay. this was uh if you were out and about on Monday I think it was on old Maine there was a protest by the the communists and socialists and the student power network where they handed president Barron a petition a petition to stop funding uh so-called quote-unquote hate groups on campus and one of their speakers was from the united socialists her name was leslie uh, and she named as hate groups the state patriot the bull moose party turning point 
and the quote troll club, the National Bolsheviks. <laughs> I started laughing because that was so ridiculous. It's not even a club. She literally, these people, I'm sorry. These people literally think the university is funding conservative groups. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Are they really going to be funding conservative groups? A liberal university. They haven't given the, I'm part of the Bull Moose Party and Turning Point and the State Patriot, and they haven't given us a single penny. We are told we, we're, we don't need money. We don't need their money. We're under budget and has schedule. We don't need it. Uh, but And we're not hate groups. We have done nothing hateful. I just, it's ridiculous what she was saying. Uh, but I, it's, it's, it's just silly virtue signaling. I mean, we got on the cover of the Collegian, which is kind of cool, on their website, you know, of us giving the Chad stare at them. But that was about it. And I and before somebody says, oh, these people aren't communists. No, these people, a lot of them, not all of them, but in the socialists are literal communists. They literally had a hammer and sickle flag. You know, the, the Soviet-style hammer and sickle communist flag flying above their table when they were tabling in the hub once. These people are actually communists. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, just one second real quick. Mm-hmm. I looked this up. From the EPI report states that the average uh, teacher in Pennsylvania makes uh, 64991 So I am sorry for being $1,000 off. <laughs> but you can look it up here. But, uh, no, what you're saying, yeah, that's, that's BS. You know, you got the only reason... You know, they don't, don't even know they're marching for it. You, know, you see this yeah, a lot. You see this in, you know, like the march on Wall Street. You see this everywhere. You know, the liberals are just going to march because they feel like it, which is good because they probably need the exercise in a lot of cases. <laughs> like, you see some, like, you know, it's, it's true, but, like, you know, there's, they don't even do their own research. I mean, at least, you know, you can see I actually do my research. Yeah. You know, the person can say other things, but I do my research. Yeah, I do too. I find that. And they, I don't even know where they came up with this. Did they even ask you guys if you got university funding? No, or they, just, they didn't. They did not ask us from my, from what I know. I didn't hear anything about this. That's what's, It's such a crazy claim that they just threw out there. Oh, they even named ASF, American Student Front, which is an alt-right group, underground group here. They said they're getting funding from the university. <laughs> I mean, how stupid! Don't know anything. They're just like saying things that they think will get media attention, and they get it. They do get it, but see, here's the thing. That's why we have to be there to fight back against this. Because if we don't show up, we look bad. You know, that was the one good thing about the Collegian article was on the freaking you know the main first picture you see was us was oh, turning yeah, point. Oh, they had some very unflattering pictures of them. I mean, they, ours was kind of unflattering because we, because uh, Vince was looking a little crazy and the one and Mikey was kind of staring at the ground funny. And I was just staring at them because it was kind of bright, but like not sunny bright. It was kind of weird. Uh, but there was this one yeah. girl. What was that? You look like that picture from the times with like the parkland kids. He kind of <laughs> looks like that with you guys. It's enough. It's like, you know. Yeah, and we should put enough in big letters on there. But, uh, enough, you know, for this hate speech from the left. Yeah. Well, there was that one girl there. And look, I've already fought their arguments, so now I can mock their appearance. But she had a Planned Parenthood shot, shirt on, and she had her her gut exposed. Like, the, the bottom third of her stomach, you know, her chest was exposed, like, not covered up by shirt. And it had all these, like, cut marks on it. 
And she's just stretch marks. Yeah, I'm a fat person. Those are, but you don't see me wearing like. And that's really disturbing that they make shirts that small for them, because like (laughs) I look like a shirt that like a four year old would wear, and I'm like, dude, do they kill the four year old? Barely survived Planned Parenthood. Why (laughs) do you want to be supporting your own like genocide? I know. It was just so weird because it's it, look, it's bad optics. It looks bad. I'm saying this to be constructive here. I'm like, if you guys want your arguments to be taken seriously, look serious. Don't look like that. Like it just looks yeah, I, disturbing. I had someone who you know had some message me who is a uh, you know they were a Democrat actually, and they oh. they brought that up to me, and they even said that that was uh, bad optics on them. Like, and they won't even debate. That's just, they even mentioned that. they haven't come on and the I, show. I give that guy a lot of respect. Yeah, I give that, yeah, caller, if you're still listening, I have tremendous respect for you because you're willing to come on, talk to us, have a little fun trolling and debate us. I love that. The people, I, the socialists, I invite them, didn't show up, didn't show up. They could show up in the future, but I kind of doubt it. I will keep asking them to come on, though, and, you know, <laughs> probably won't see them come. But anyway, I have to cut this off because it hit 8 o'clock. And that's when things transition to the other stuff. So, um, thank you for calling in, Alex. Thank you for calling in, uh, caller, uh, our troll and our flat, our flat Earth troll. I love you. You're, you. You need to get it fixed so they can multiple calls. I thought they said that they could do it now. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to them because I want to have both of you on the line. So I'll figure that out. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'm glad people actually tuned into this show. <laughs> we know we have at least one listener, so that's great. But thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back again next week uh, at 7. It'll either be our last show or second to last show. Uh, and then we'll be back in the fall. I'm sorry, I have to leave you guys. But thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.